applause. None needed. We were going to get there eventually. We're here. What the hell's going on with this guy? <laughs> Now, I don't know if he's, if he's just a bit of a dick or if it's just like a, like a Dallas Cowboys thing. See, that could be taken a bunch of different ways. That's just... <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Welcome into a new episode of the Fantasy Football Champs Podcast. These are your hosts, Mark and AJ. What's up, everybody? Been another fun-filled episode for you. We're going to play a little game of Would You Rather. But first, what do we got to get into? Well, first thing we got to kick it off with is we need to remind everybody that we are giving away an autographed Saquon Barkley jersey. And I know we've already told you guys, but not everyone has left their reviews yet because we're not at 50 yet. We're at, we're in the 30s, so we're getting close. And we really want to give this thing away already. We've had it for too long. We can't do anything with it because it's not for us, it's for you guys. So we really want one of you guys to take it off of our hands. So why don't you tell them what they got to do because they're probably here, tired of hearing me talk about it. All right, get this, guys. It's very easy. All right, go to Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star review. You don't even have to, you know, submit a little comment. I mean, if you do, it's appreciated. A five-star uh, five-star review, that's it. Click five stars, submit it, you're done. And you could win an autograph, Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it, it's really that easy. If I could enter it myself, I would. And then... I probably wouldn't even keep the jersey because it's a Giants jersey. I'd probably sell it or something. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is it's free merchandise. All you got to do is leave a five-star review. It takes five seconds to do it. And we're getting there. So one of you guys will be getting it. Now, we do have Twitter, in case you're wondering. That is at champs underscore podcast. We do have an Instagram. That's fantasy underscore champs. You can reach out to us on either of those platforms. But the one that we probably pay the most attention to is probably the Facebook community. We have we have a really good community growing over there. A lot of knowledgeable fantasy players in there. So all you got to do if you want to join that and be a part of it is you on when you go on Facebook. I know you guys have Facebook. Everybody has Facebook. You just search up the groups and you type in Fantasy Football Champs Podcast and we will pop up right there. You can also just type in Sleeper Wire and we will also pop up there. So we're easy to find. You can go ahead and join. That is probably the best way where you can keep up to date on any giveaways, any uh, shows that are coming up, our, our very popular community mock drafts that we do weekly. And we got to talk about the listener leagues. Now, AJ, we decided we're going to do two listener leagues. And I think the best way to do it now, we put up a poll in the Facebook community. And I think it's pretty safe to say that we're going to do two paid leagues 
One of them for 50 and one of them for 20. What do you think? Yeah, that, uh, that sounds that sounds pretty good to me. Uh, there's a lot of people that want to, you know, they want to take part in this. So we're going to figure out a way to decide who is going to be in our leagues. But I'm definitely looking forward to get those started, send a draft date, filling up the leagues. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty pumped. It's going to be fun. The first ever Fantasy Champs Fantasy Leagues. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, we do have a lo- uh, good amount of interest in it. So we're only going to do two leagues. So that means that we're basically going to accept 22 people. And last I checked, just for people that voted in the community, I think there was about, what, 70 people that showed interest, something like that? Or yeah, 50 or 60, something like that? Yeah, it was, it was up there. So it's, it's going to be tough to narrow that down. Uh, we got to work cut out for us trying to figure out who we're going to take into the league. We gotta, I don't know. we got to figure that out still. It's still in the works. Yeah. I mean, the determining factor is going to be whatever we agree is going to be, like, the terms of joining. Like, obviously, if you do want a spot, you have to – first of all, you have to stay active. And it's a money league, so you have to pay – you have to pay before the draft. If you don't, we will give away your spot because we're not. Tra- we don't like it when people play games on the phone. So if you if you get if you get the spot, you're gonna have to pay up, and then we can go forward with that. But we need to come up with some kind of some kind of thing that you guys can do. Like maybe you guys could submit us something. I know other platforms out there they want you to like submit them like emails and like like explain why you deserve a spot in their league i don't think we're going to do anything too crazy like that but it, it is going to be something along the lines to help us expand the community so what we have in the works what we're thinking is some kind of like referral type thing where we might give you or we might give all the guys like x amount of people to invite to the league and whoever can like fill out however many we agree upon could get a spot that way. So we're still working on it. Hopefully we can figure out once and for all this weekend so that way we can get it out there so we can start getting people officially signed up. And uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. We do a lot of community mock drafts with all you guys. So it's going to be fun to do an actual draft and see how you guys do when it comes to free agents and trades and stuff. And if you're listening to this right now and you are not in the fantasy, uh, the Facebook community, what are you doing? Join in there. You gotta, you gotta take part. If you guys like listening to the mock draft breakdowns, it's trust me. From what people have been saying in the Facebook community, it's even more fun when your team is being broken down on the air, and you're not just listening to other people having their teams. Definitely take part in this. It's a movement, baby. Get on ship. Get, jump aboard. Hop in. The water's great. I just want to add this too. Now, obviously, we're gonna keep these shows rolling right through the football season. So, the fact that we're going to have two listener leagues, Mark and myself, we're going to break down each week as we go, like, some of the big matchups. Who had the biggest, you know, defeat? Who dominated this week? Who had, like, the the standout player? Like, we're going to have fun with this. It's going to be very interactive. We're going to be breaking, like, like we break down the mock drafts. We're going to keep it rolling with our actual league. It's, it's going to be, uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited to what we're going to put together. 
Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, going to be really sick. Like when we have a matchup against one of you guys and we come on the air and if we like dominated, you're going to hear about it. And if we lost, you're going to hear if we lose, then you're going to hear about it, too. So it's definitely going to be fun. It's going to be something that's going to keep you busy all season long. So it's definitely worth the price of admission to join. But that's pretty much going to do it with uh, with the house cleaning stuff. Now, real quick, AJ. Um, yeah, have you heard anything about Ezekiel Elliott or Melvin Gordon yet? Uh, not much. Which, in this case, no news is bad. Yeah, but also, I mean, there's no need to panic until August 6th because that's when these guys are going to start losing $40,000 every day that they skip. So when push comes to shove, let's see if these guys are uh, really about their money or not. Let's see if they show up. I'm I'm still camp. Zeke's going to show up. I know a thing came out today saying that it could be, quote, unquote, months. I think it's just uh, I think that it's just a game of chicken right now between the Cowboys and Zeke. Zeke's under contract. He's going to lose a ton of money if he holds out and he'd give up his uh his free agency like he's not like he's going to give up his unrestricted free agency so he i'm assuming he's going to be back melvin gordon i'm still a little more scared of but hopefully i mean we wake up tomorrow we see that both of those guys signed that'd be better for just about everybody so uh, outside of those two guys nothing else Nothing else of fancy note really uh, really popped up. So what do you say? You want to jump right into this Would You Rather? Yeah, let's jump right into it. Okay, now, we, po- we posted on Twitter and the Facebook community. We asked for your questions. So we got a few of them in. The first question, the first Would You Rather question comes in from Matt. He asks, would you rather start your draft picking in the beginning, the middle, or late in the draft? I'll let you go first. All right, this is... This is a good question because it's got a very interesting answer for me. I would say nine out of ten seasons, I love picking at the end of the first round. Nine or ten, I love it. I'm happy. You get you you get two great players, but I will say this: this year, more so than any year, maybe since I started playing fantasy football, I actually love the first overall pick this year. Love it. So this season. I like picking early in the drafts, top four picks, to be exact. Well, what's your take? Well, I think the ideal spot would be to have to have a top four because you'll get either Saquon, Barkley, Kamara, or uh, McCaffrey. So I think if you get a top four, you're set and you're straight. Now, I I actually really liked the back of the draft. I really liked to like pick ten. Because you can get whoever falls from the top nine, which all, everyone in the top 12 is really good. So you can get one of those, and then you get a nice early second-round pick where you can land like a, like a Tyree kill. Sometimes you can get a Julio or an Odell there. So I like that, but, the, but waiting for the third pick to come around is a killer because a ton of running backs I like that we're probably going to talk about go in the third round so that part makes me sad so i'm actually falling into the middle i kind of like drafting in the middle you, you i find myself not having to reach early for my guys like you do if you're in the front or the back of the draft on the swing i feel like if you're in the middle uh i have such a set player pool that i really like and when i'm in the middle i can grab pretty much all the guys i want and i don't really have an issue so i actually prefer the middle, as crazy as that sounds, because I feel like a lot of people don't like the middle. I actually kind of like the middle. So, the next question comes in 
and I really don't want to butcher your name. Uh, Mahale, I'll say Mahale. He asked, would you rather have Zeke and Landry or Evans and Henry in a dynasty? So that's Zeke and Jarvis Landry for Mike Evans and or Derek Henry in a dynasty format. I'll go first. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of tough because Zeke is the best play out of all four players. You want to keep Zeke locked up, but but Jarvis Landry, like that uh that I could do without. Now on the other hand, Mike Evans is a monster. He's also young, so Mike Evans is the second best player out of the four. And Derrick Henry, we just don't really know like what he's gonna be. Like everyone was ready for him to have a monster season this year. But, I mean, now look at him. He, he's still not even back yet from a hamstring injury. He weighs, what, 280 pounds? And that that's a lot of weight to put on a soft tissue injury. So, Derrick Henry kind of scares me a little bit right now. So, I feel like the better combo is Evans and Henry. But in the Dynasty format, I want to I want to keep Zeke lock, locked up as long as possible. So, I take the Zeke and Landry. I disagree. I would go Evans and Henry. Because they're both they're both my guys. I, I love both of those players. I'm always high on Henry. I'm always high on Mike Evans. And I think everybody knows by now I don't like Zeke. <laughs> I don't like that guy. I do like Jarvis Landry, but I mean, now that Beckham's over there, it's, his value is really not going to be there. So I definitely say Henry. And uh, wow, I blanked. Henry and uh, Mike Evans. Evans, Okay, the next question comes in from Michael Koob, the big homie Michael Koob. He asks, would you rather have Gurley or Gordon to pair with Robbie Anderson? I'm assuming Robbie Anderson and Alshon Jeffries. So I'm going to go first again. I, you know what? Now, this is kind of tough. I'll let you go first. Uh, Well, as of right now, I'm going Todd Gurley because Todd Gurley is in track camp. And working out and playing football, <laughs> and Melvin Gordon is not. Yeah, but so I'm not Gurley. Yeah, but the, the Gurley, the Gurley Capitano in the knee that doesn't scare you off. You know what? Uh, I'm starting to think this whole Gurley situation is becoming a little bit overhyped, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he just he just comes out and he's just Todd Gurley. I don't know. I I mean I. I I want to see if he's going to play a snap in preseason first. But, uh, I mean, when's the last time, like, you heard that he's, like, struggling or he's not not practicing? From what we've heard lately, he's looking good. He's looking healthy. So, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of not too too, uh, concerned with Tuck really as of right now. Maybe if there's a setback. But, uh. Okay. Uh, well, the thing the thing that's interesting about Gordon, though, is Gordon is healthy right now. He doesn't have any serious potential problems like Gurley does. But Gordon is he's a question mark because you don't know where the fuck he might not he might not play for the Chargers. He might not play a single snap for them this year. So because there's so much uncertainty with his future, it kind of makes it hard to go with Gordon right now. But uh, who do you like between Robbie Anderson and Alshon Jeffrey? I'll go. Uh, I'll go first. Give me Robbie Anderson. I don't like Alshon Jeffrey, and 
It's just uh, Philly has too many weapons in that offense now. Alshon Jeffrey, yeah, he could be good with Wentz back, but Robbie Anderson, I think Sam Darnold is going to take a step forward this year. With Le'Veon Bell being over there too, it's going to open some things up for Robbie Anderson. And Robbie Anderson is, is that is that big time hitter. Like he he can take the top off the of defense, and I actually like Robbie Anderson this year. He's younger, Philly's more athletic and faster. Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, he's getting up there in age now, and he got to compete with Zach Ertz, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, two-headed monster in the backfield. So I'm going to go Robbie Anderson there, which is probably unpopular. Nah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I think Alshon's going to have a, a good year with Wentz back, even with all the you know, Deshaun back over there. And But honestly, Robbie Anderson, he's just like, I think he's in a better situation because there's not as much competition for targets. And Sam Donald, should, I mean, he should – only improve. So, uh, I think Rob Anderson is, ver- again, going to have a very quiet but very big year. Okay. Alright, so I got another one for you. Would you rather have th- this is a two-part question also. This comes from the Sleeper app. If you guys don't know, we are also on the Sleeper app at FF Champs Pod. And, uh, yeah, so you can go ahead and communicate with us over there, too. Sleeper Wire actually just opened up a new channel over there for all their hosts, so if you're interested, you can go ahead and join that, and you'll be able to keep up to date with us and the other shows at the Sleeper Wire Network. So this one comes in from Frenzy. He asks, the first part is, who would you rather have, Le'Veon Bell or On Johnson? Now, this this wouldn't be really a comparison, but now that the uh, the Theo Rake news came out, On is getting such a big spike right now, and he, he's what's hot right now. That's what's hot in the streets. On Johnson's hot right now. So I feel like I already know your answer to this one, but I'm going to ask you anyway. AJ, who would you rather have, Le'Veon Bell or Carryon Johnson? Le'Veon Bell. Next question. <laughs> okay. Um, next question is uh, is a little tougher. Would you rather have Damien Williams or Aaron Jones? That is tougher. Um, well, it's only it's only tough because Williams with the hamstring, right? No, no, it's not because I think I think both young running backs and great offenses. But it's it's just we have such a small sample size of Damian Williams and Aaron Jones unfortunately seems to be banged up a lot. So it's like do you wanna go with the kid that showed a lot of potential in a short little window or do you wanna go with a guy that has shown a lot of potential, but he gets hurt. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Damian Williams only because if he can hold on to that starting running back job in that offense, he could be lethal. Like I think he could, I think he could do better things than Kareem Hunt. To be honest, it is, it's just a system. It's a very, very, very good system for running backs. It, Andy Reid goes back years and years and years having great running backs. So I, I'm going Damian Williams all that. Yeah, I agree with you on both of those fronts. Now, an interesting one would be if he asked Carrion Johnson or Aaron Jones, because I feel like that is a real debate to have at this point now. I feel like that would be, those would be the two guys that you kind of go back and forth between. But I feel like the way that those questions were were, uh, asked, I feel like they were pretty easy answers. I'm going to go Williams and Bell also. So that's going to do it for our questions. Now, are you ready to hop in? to this round by round. We're going to do rounds one through ten. Are you ready to do our Would You Rather? 
I am so ready. So basically, what we're going to do is we're going to go round by round, and we're each, Mark and myself, will each have two players, and we're going to compare them and say, who would we rather have if we were drafting? So it's going to be interesting. Where he's going to, I'm going to throw some questions at him. He's going to throw some questions at me. We're just going to get a good back and forth going here, and uh, it's going to get interesting. Yeah, we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some fun. Now, now, just a little side caveat, a little sidebar, is the first the first round we can kind of just fly because you can't go wrong with any of these picks. So I'm gonna ask you first, AJ. Okay. Would you rather take Julio Jones or Michael Thomas? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, well, I will go Michael Thomas, and that's probably I know that's not the popular pick there, but I am very high on Michael Thomas. He's the highest paid receiver of all time. He's with Drew Brees, who I favor over Matt Ryan. Maybe not, you know, maybe not fantasy wise, but Michael Thomas, the catch rate's crazy. Like 100 and what 24 receptions last year. The guy's just a fucking beast, PPR monster. Uh, and he gets touchdowns, you know, he's a total package. So, who, I mean, Julio, obviously, you can't deny the fact that he's one of the best ever. But this year, right now, I'm going Michael Thomas. Okay. Now, all right, give me yours. All right. Now, <laughs> I, I, I chose to go running backs, right? Because first round, you know, it's a running back round. Would you rather have... And I, I, I know the answer to this question. I just threw it in there. Would you rather have Zeke or Alvin Kamara? Uh, Zeke, why can't you go to camp? Oh man, if if Zeke, if Zeke was didn't have this bullshit around him right now with the holdout, it's Zeke one hundred out of a hundred times. But because of this, like if we if we were drafting today, right now. I'm on the clock, and I had to choose between Zeke and Kamara. I actually would have to think about it today. Now, I'm still going to go Zeke because I'm going to stick to my word. I think Zeke is going to be back sooner rather than later, but I can't deny that it's actually a conversation now when two weeks ago, I feel like there was no conversation to be had here. So I'm still going Zeke, but that's a little more interesting than... I feel like it should be. Okay, well, so yeah. Uh, well, I, no, I, I, I did notice that Zeke's ADP is starting to come down finally. But still, I mean, it's, it's he's at like what two point? Like he's basically dropped like a half a freaking position. <laughs> uh, like, it's still shocking to me. Like uh, he he needs to be dropping more. Yeah, like Kamara and McCaffrey should be getting drafted above Zeke right now, in my opinion. <laughs> I understand why you'd say that, but like I said, let's let's wait until August sixth and let's see if Zeke fucking gets his ass off the fucking hammock and actually comes to camp. So let's go over to round two. Now I'll let you start off round two. All right, so round two, I get another pair of running backs. 
two young guns, uh, Nick Chubb or Dalvin Cook? I was afraid you were going to ask me that one. Uh, man, that, I had Nick Chubb rostered last year. Okay, Nick Chubb was fantastic. Dalvin Cook showed such good flashes through his short career so far, but he just can't stay on the field. Nick Chubb hasn't had any of those issues. Oh, man. If if you had to twist my wrist right now, to be honest with you, and I don't even know why, to be honest with you, I say I'd go Dalvin Cook. Uh, He's riskier. Yeah, I mean... Cook is riskier. He's absolutely riskier. Don't don't get don't get it twisted. But I feel like oh wait no I can't I can't. Well, this I'm actually struggling with this one right now. This one's really hard for me. I have these guys so close. I started saying no fuck it. I'm going Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. I feel like Cleveland's actually going to have a better offense. I feel like he'll see no stacked boxes with fucking Landry and Odell over there. Nick Chubb was explosive. Oh man, the only the only advantage Cook has is I feel like Cook is better in the passing game, but I feel like Chubb is just a safer bet. I was gonna go Cook. I do like Cook. I think he's gonna have a bounce back good year, but I'm not afraid of Cream Hunt. I'm gonna say I'll go Nick Chubb there, but that was really hard. That's that's a good one. Uh, I'll, I'll say this though, I I honestly think Nick Chubb is pretty damn good in the passing game, so he may be a little underrated in that category. Now, I have one. I don't know if you think this is going to be tough, but I would have a hard time with this one. AJ. And this is funny because we both love running backs. You gave me two running back questions already. I'm going two receiver questions. Do you love – who would you rather take? Would you rather take Tyreek Hill or Odell Beckham? Wow. Oh, my God. That's tough. Oh, man. Well, right, right now they're going back to back, two one and two two. That is a very, very difficult question. Um, but honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Odell this season. I think, I think he has a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> I think, um, I think in that offense, he, he's gonna, you know, a change of scenery is gonna do him wonders. Uh, I, I, yeah. You know what? I'm definitely going Beckham. I think Beckham uh, would be my choice right now. Oh, I'm uh, I, I'm not surprised. I know you're a big Mahomes guy, and Tyreek Hill was the number one receiver last year, so I thought that one would be, would be a little difficult for you to decide upon. So why don't you start off round three? All right, so round three, we're going to go with a pair of receivers. Finally, I'm going to get some receivers over here. Would you rather have Keenan Allen, who's getting drafted at the 3 7, or Amari Cooper, who's getting drafted at the 3 10. Mm-hmm. That's another tough one. Now, the thing is, I, I would say Amari Cooper, and I feel like Amari Cooper would be pretty safe. But this Melvin Gordon shit right now, if Melvin Gordon doesn't play, uh, if he doesn't come back, if he gets traded or he just fucking holds out, then Keenan Allen is going to get so many fucking targets. It could be scary. And we already know Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen have a really good, they have a really good, uh, they have really good chemistry. 
So I like Keenan Allen, but man, I don't know. Man, I don't know. You, you're picking some fucking good ones. You're really giving me a hard time. Um, I know the people listening to this are probably fucking yelling at the fucking whoever they're listening to this are probably fucking shouting like, "Take Koopa, take Koopa." To be honest, if, it, if, I, if we were drafting today, I'd probably take Keenan Allen because I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to play. All right. All right. I kind of figured you'd take Keenan Allen. I am a Cooper guy. So we split on that one. Okay. Now, I got an interesting one for you. I'm going to finally give you those running backs that you love so much. Finally. Would you rather... No, oh, I hope that this one fucking gets you. Would you rather take Derrick Henry at the 3-2 or Leonard Fournette at the 3-3? Three, three? Oh, you bastard. Oh, you bastard. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. All right. All right. I got an answer for you. This may shock you. Okay. I will go Leonard Fournette. And he screwed me and a ton of people last year. But what we're hearing now is that he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game, which is huge. They got a better, they have an upgraded quarterback with Foles, hopefully. And uh, I, I think he, he wants to come out and I think he wants to stay healthy. And I think he wants to prove a lot of people wrong because he's basically on a ton of people's shit list right now. But I think I would, I, I would go Fournette over my boy, Derek Henry. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Fournette. Uh, that that one that one actually surprised me. And I'm gonna kick off round four because I have another good one for you. Are you ready for this? Oh, fantastic! Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, would you rather draft in the fourth round? Would you rather have Mark Ingram or Sony Michelle? Oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, anybody that's listened to any of our stuff knows that those are like two of my guys this year and uh, I love Mark Ingram and that Baltimore offense I think there was a story that came out what I think I think Harbar said it yesterday or the day before that that Ravens offense this year they're gonna change the league so I I mean Lamar Lamar and, and Ingram are gonna be deadly together but having said that Brady's aging we want to protect him. We have that good offensive line. Sony's healthy. He's looking real good right now. Uh, they're lining him up in more places, so he's going to be catching some passes, hopefully. Uh, I'm going with my boy, Sony Michelle. Uh, I'm not surprised. I expect you to go Sony there. The only reason why I took those two players was to try to fuck with you. I'm sure everyone listening already knows that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, best. Right, give me your best. Give me your best shot. Hurt my feelings. Speak. Oh, I mean, you know, this one isn't. Uh, this one isn't, you know, too crazy. But uh, so round four, Julian Edelman being drafted at the four nine, or Robert Woods drafted four eleven. Mm, that is a tough one. My all right. My, my heart and my head are saying two different things. My heart is telling me to go with Jules. Edelman with Wooden Gronk is out of the lineup. Edelman is an absolute baller. 
Edelman's going to have a ton of targets this year. There's no doubt about it. He's going to he's going to get peppered with targets from Brady. But Robert Woods, I feel, is going to have the touchdown upside. Robert Woods is in more than likely a higher scoring offense. I think we can all agree that the Rams are probably going to have a higher scoring offense than the Patriots. I'm not crazy saying that, am I? Uh, no, no. They probably have a better all-around offense. Yeah, so I like I like Robert Woods a ton. Edelman doesn't really have to fight for the target share. Robert Woods does. Robert Woods is going up against Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup, which has its positives and negatives. Positive is that you can't double cover Robert Woods because there's too many weapons. Um, but the negative is Cooper Cup was an absolute touchdown machine when he was on the field last year, and Brandon Cooks is always a deep ball threat himself. Edelman's not going to have to deal with all that. Mm, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm stalling because I'm really having a hard time with these two. Okay. All right, I decided. I think Sony Michelle is going to have a big touchdown in the end of this year. So I'm going to go with Robert Woods. Uh, I kind of still like coming. See, obviously, if you guys haven't noticed by now, we're just going to pick two players and try to fuck with each other. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to make it easy. The, the, The point of this episode, because we don't know who we picked for each other. We have no idea. So... I mean, we're just trying to give each other a tough one that's going to stump us. That, that's the goal here. Yep, and so far it's going pretty well. Why don't you uh, Why don't you kick off round five? All right, round five. I got a I got a couple uh, quarterbacks for you. Now I know round five typically is not where we pick quarterbacks, but I'm just going to lay a couple names on it. Aaron Rodgers, a Rod, you know that guy. Green Bay or Deshaun Watson as tempting as Aaron Rodgers is to me this year I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big bounce back season he had two down years in a row but he's healthy they beefed up that offensive line they have new play caller for the offense they're saying it's going to be a whole new look I think Rodgers has more weapons this year than he has in the past with Allison Marquez and uh, Devontae Adams I think the running game is going to emerge with Aaron Jones this year. So I really like the way that the Packers' offense is looking. And I feel like you can get Aaron Rodgers at a pretty good value right now. Usually, he was in, like, the Mahomes spot. He was the one going in, like, the back of the third. And now he's down in the fifth. That's a pretty good value. But I'm taking Deshaun Watson. And to be honest with you, I'm doing it pretty easily. Because Watson gives you such a floor with his legs and... His, his weapons are just stupid elite. Like, obviously, Rodgers has elite weapons, too. I just went over them. But Deshaun Watson, he has uh, Hopkins. Then you got temporarily healthy, a Fuller and a Kiki. They still don't have a running game. And that means that Watson, I think, he'll, he'll have a decent amount of carries himself. And when they get around the goal line, I can see Watson punching in some touchdowns because Lamar Miller. Like I said, Lamar Miller is, like, going down the street. Uh, taking a number in line and just going to sit down on the bench at the DMV and just hang out for a Sunday afternoon. And I'd, uh, yeah, it's just not fun. So I think Watson will get some, will steal some of those rushing touchdowns. I'm going Watson over Rodgers in the fifth round. Nice try, though, sir. But for me, this one wasn't all that difficult. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I figured. But I know you're you're high in uh, MVS, and I was trying to trick you on that one. But yeah, no, you, you made the right choice. I think I'm high in Watson also over Rogers. I got I got kind of a sneaky one for you. You ready for this? Uh, I'm always ready. Okay, AJ. Would you rather in the fifth round draft Darius Geis at the five twelve or Kenyon Drake at the five five? <sighs> you know what? This this is a question where if you asked me about a week ago, it would have a completely different answer. And a week later from that, it, it's 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 just opposite. Like I used to, I like Drake. I was high on Drake, but now, you know, oh man, this ends gonna be a timeshare, like a 50-50 timeshare potentially. Uh, screw that shit. And I know Washington has Peterson, and they got Chris Thompson, but I'm liking Geis. I'm coming around on Geis. All right, this kid looked like the next coming of Marshawn Lynch in a very, very, very small little window. And, and then he blew his ACL. So now he's back. And he did it so early last year. It's been a year since he's done it, basically. So I'm going, guys. I, I think I think Washington wants to hand the keys over to him. I think Peterson was more of just like a security blanket. Maybe a mentor. Obviously, Peterson's going to do his thing. He's going to have touchdowns and yards and, you know, whatever. But I think Geis is the pick here. Yeah. Nah. Uh, I wanted to I wanted to give you that one. I thought that one would be tough. Like like you said, it would have been Drake, hands down. But with all the uh, all the stuff coming out of Miami, it, it definitely uh, isn't too reassuring. And we don't know what's going to happen with them. So I can see why you'd take a chance on Geis. Uh, over Drake at that point. Now, let me start off around six because I have one I think that the listeners are going to be interested in because I feel like this is a pretty good one to discuss. In the sixth round, would you rather have Hunter Henry or Evan Ingram? That's a good one. Uh, I love Hunter Henry this year. I'm very high on Hunter Henry. Uh, not as high as Jared Cook, you know, but Hunter Henry's way up there. Uh, the thing with Evan Ingram is, like, just looking at the Giants, who the hell are they going to pass to? They just lost three receivers last week. <laughs> There's nobody there. So, obviously, Barkley's going to get a ton of catches. Barkley's probably going to get another 90-plus catches like yeah, last season. Evan Ingram is going to be the biggest beneficiary out of out of the Giants' issues right now, honestly. So... Damn, man. Uh, I would say right now, just because of the situation, I would actually go Evan Ingram. But I like Hunter Henry more. But Hunter Henry has Kenny Allen to compete with. Michael Thomas. Uh, Mike Thomas in the red zone. You know? like uh, Mike Williams, my bad. Mike Williams in the red zone. So it's like, uh, that's tough. Philip Rivers has a lot more targets. Eli has like Evan Ingram and Barkley. So I'm going to go Ingram just because of volume of targets. Okay. Um, yeah, what do you got for me? All right, so round six, I got two young up-and-coming receivers. One's a little bit more established than the other. Would you rather have DJ Moore get picked the six-five spot or your boy, Tyler Boyd, 
six one spot. Hmm, that's interesting. Cause I feel like I feel like the general public would say Boyd with the AJ Green news that came out. But the fact of the matter is that Boyd wasn't nearly as good as a wide receiver one when AJ Green didn't play. Boyd really flourished when AJ Green was on the field because Boyd didn't have to deal with the uh, the double coverage. He's going to have to deal with it now. And it, and last I heard, the the Bengals are just hoping that AJ Green can come back for the to play the second half of the season, which is not reassuring at all. I think Joe Mixon is going to be a mega part of the offense now. I think he's going to get even more passes to try to keep some of the pressure off of Boyd because I don't think Boyd can really handle the uh, like that workload. Uh, I do think he's a solid receiver. Nonetheless, I think he'll be good. I just don't think he'll be great. Um, but DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore is interesting too because out of camp, you're hearing a lot of buzz about Curtis Samuels, who looks really good. Uh Man, so for this one, I'm going to tell you guys how I'm going to pick. Or I'm going to tell you how I came to this decision. I'm going to go DJ Moore here. I do like Boyd, but I'm going to go DJ Moore, and it comes down to the quarterback play. Would you rather have your quarterback be Andy Dolan or Cam Newton? I'm going to put my eggs in the Cam Newton basket and take the upside of DJ Moore. And uh, I feel pretty confident about that. And I'm kind of surprised myself. By saying that, because I do like Tyler Boyd, but I just think that the upside probably favors DJ Moore. I'm very surprised. I am very surprised. I thought you were going Boyd all the way. Yeah, I basically pinned my guy versus your guy, and you took my guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you finally listened to me. Well, now, obviously, Chris Godwin's better than both of them. So I would go Godwin over both. Nah. No, no. All right, DJ Moore is, in fact, the number one receiver in Carolina. All right, Godwin is the number two behind Mike Evans. Yeah, you, maybe, you know they're three, maybe they're number three behind O.J. Howard. Oh, get the hell out of here. You know you know what I hear when you say he's the number two behind Mike Evans? You know what I hear? Oh, boy, that is a lot of single coverage for a explosive receiver that does not drop the ball. That's what I hear. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, let, let's get into the seventh round. I'm going to go here, and I'm going to throw you a little curveball. We're going quarterback, my friend. Okay. AJ, would you rather have Carson Wentz at the 7-9 or Drew Brees at the 7-4? Oh, damn, that's tough. That's tough. Oh, man. See, Carson Wentz last year was okay, but the year before, he was, like, unstoppable. So can he get back to that Carson Wentz? And then Drew Brees is just I mean, you could argue Drew Brees is like the second greatest quarterback of all time. And nobody gives him credit. The credit of that. Like this dude is insane. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go Drew Brees just because the consistency. He does it every single year. Plus they added my boy Jared Cook. So let's go, baby. I'm going Drew Brees. Oh, God. Uh, you know, I should, I should have seen that one coming. I completely forgot to factor in the Jared Cookness because I'd go Carson Wentz pretty easily. I think Drew Brees, I mean, he has an insanely high completion percentage, but that's because everything is so close to the line of scrimmage. And they run the ball so much. I don't think that's 
Not necessarily, guy. He wasn't. He wasn't throwing all short passes to Michael Thomas. No, but if there you was some take in. Drew Brees is just a phenomenally accurate quarterback. But if you <laughs> think about it, guy, like he's he's under center, right? He looks at the end of the line. You get Jared Cook. And you can say what you want about Jared Cook. I get it. But he's a big, athletic tight end. He's like an oversized receiver. And then you look over here, you got Michael Thomas. You look over there, you got Ted Ginn, who's just a burner. Then in the backfield, you got Alvin Kamara, who is a phenomenal receiving running back. He's got weapons everywhere. I understand Wentz has weapons too, but it's like do the comparisons, right? You got like a committee of running backs versus Alvin Kamara. You got Alshon Jeffrey versus Michael Thomas. Yeah, uh, it's like, I mean, Ertz is a big deal for Philly, obviously. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, it's Drew Brees. Come on. No, I, I know. I, I do like Drew Brees. I'm just saying, I think that Wentz could get back to that MVP form. And he was just so unstoppable. And I just don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that again. And Drew Brees, the last couple of years, he has tailored off. I had him last year and towards the end of the year, I couldn't even use him anymore. I found myself using uh, Jameis Winston. And Jameis Winston was a fucking dice roll. And I found myself playing Winston just because Drew Brees, it got to the point where he'd get a lot of passing yards, but then the touchdowns would be coming in the running game. And Kamara would just punch in like two touchdowns or something like that. So I think Wentz just has, like, obviously I can't say Drew Brees doesn't have upside. Drew Brees could go out there. He could be... He could be a top five quarterback, hands down, if he gets his touchdowns through the air. But with that offense, the way that it's going with his age, I just see them being more of a Alvin Kamara type team. So I'm going to go Wentz there. So we'll agree to disagree. All right. All right. So I got a pair of running backs for you. Um, who would you rather have? Jordan Howard. Being taken at the seven six, or Latavius Murray, seven three. We were just talking about that Saints offense. I know he's not the guy, but Latavius Murray, or Jordan Howard. See now, this is another one where if you asked me this question a couple days ago, I would have had a different answer. Uh, on Monday, I would have told you Jordan Howard because Jordan Howard was running with the ones. He looked good, and Latavius Murray. I mean, you know what Latavius Murray is. He's like a, like I know. Murray gets a lot of comparisons to Ingram. If you listen to anybody else talk fantasy, they'll tell you that Latavius Murray is stepping into the Ingram role and they're not far apart talent-wise, but Ingram, you were drafting like the fourth round and you can get Murray in the seventh. I don't necessarily think that their skill set is all that similar. Murray is bigger. Murray is a really good goal linebacker, but Mark Ingram had breakaway speed and power. I like Ingram a lot. I don't think that you can really compare him to Latavius Murray. There's a reason why Latavius Murray's been bouncing around teams and he's never at the RB1 for the team. There's a reason for that. Ingram has the tools to be an RB1. It's just Alvin Kamara came out of nowhere. He just he just about would have taken anybody's job in the NFL outside of like the top three. So um, it was just with Jordan Howard, though, the thing about him, is that Miles Sanders all of a sudden now is getting a lot of hype from Philly. They're saying he looks like an all-purpose back and he can do it all, and he's been really impressing. Like, just this week, uh, reports came out that he's looked very impressive and he looks the part. So that kind of shook me a little 
on Howard. Um, so I think I'm going to play it safe here, and I'll go Latavius Murray. All right, that's interesting. I feel like I kind of feel like playing it safe would be Howard, only because Howard is coming from a team where he was the guy. You know, obviously Cohen was like the scat back and the change of pace guy, but Jordan Howard was the guy in Chicago. And now I, I don't know. I, that's a tough one. I, I honestly, I honestly hate struggled with that one when I wrote it down. I probably would lean towards Howard, but not by much. Yeah. All right, why don't you kick off the eighth round? Now, remember, we're going to do ten rounds, so we're getting close to the end. So, why don't you start off with the eighth? All right, eighth round. Uh, I got another pair of quarterbacks. Uh, kind of similar. One's a veteran, one's a rookie. Russell Wilson or Kyla Murray? You know what? It's 2 a.m. It's Friday. Give me all the Kyla Murray you can give me. I'm feeling the rookie right now. I think he's going to be explosive. I think he's going to throw it more than Wilson. I know he's going to rush it more than Wilson. And when you're talking fantasy quarterbacks, rushing yards for quarterbacks, that's that's the best thing. That's the best thing since sliced bread. And Russell Wilson used to be mobile like that, and he was elite when he was. But he's, he doesn't play like that anymore. They give the ball to Chris Carson fucking 28 times a game, and then his efficiency throwing touchdowns was through the roof last year. So you turn that down a notch, bring that back to the median, and then with all the Chris Carson touches, give me Kyler Murray. And I can't believe I'm saying that right now. I, uh, I too, would actually go Kyler Murray in that one, so. That don't surprise me too much. I'm not big on Russell Wilson this year. And I uh, I feel like each hour that goes by, I get higher in Kyler Murray. So. Yeah, nah, I hear you. All right, so I, I got one for you. And this is going to be enjoyable for me. This is going to be fantastic. And you know what? It's legit because they're both in the eighth round. AJ, are you ready for this? Are you ready to have your Friday night made? I'm so ready. Are you sitting down right now? I am, in fact, sitting down. Okay. Do you want Ronald Jones <laughs> at the 8-6, your fucking man, or Kareem Hunt at the 8-1? Uh, you should, man. I'm baiting, <laughs> you should. I'm, I'm, baiting, I'm baiting you so hard right now. Why don't you tell everyone at home who you're drafting? Let me tell everybody at home why I'm not drafting either of these two schmucks. <laughs> okay. First off, Kareem Hunt, he had a great little run in KC. But then when he go and do, he fucked up his entire career. We're doing something stupid. And now he may not even make that roster. I said it before. I don't know if he's going to make the roster. I think Nick Chubb is going to dominate those touches. And then when Wegate comes around, Kareem Hunt, isn't. there's not going to be any space for him to have a role. He's going to be a nobody. Grim Hunt will be a nobody. And Ronald Jones. All right. So if this guy is so good and explosive and talented, but he couldn't wrestle the job away from Peyton Barber. Is that real? This is real? Peyton Barber's not that good. All right. Like, put it this way. If we were drafting right now and we were on the sleeper app, and I had to pick between those two guys. 
I would just close my eyes and wait till the time ran out and just let let it figure out itself because I don't want either of them. <laughs> no, you can't do that. That's that's not how we're playing the game. This is would you rather. I need an answer from you. Adrian, are you taking Kareem Hunt or Ronald Jones? I would rather jump off the roof of, <laughs> and land on my face than draft either of those two idiots. Now, all right. If I if I ha- if you if somebody if somebody had like a bazooka to my face, <laughs> it was like, listen, you need to pick one of these people right now. I would probably go Ronald Jones. Yeah. For the simple fact, for the simple fact, he's gonna be playing from week one to week eight. But that's it. I hate both of these players, and I hate you for making me answer this stupid question. That is fantastic. Everyone at home can hear the smile on my face, I'm sure. And please, please, everyone, you just heard this man say he's drafting Ronald Jones in the eighth round. Make sure you let him know about that in the Facebook community and on Twitter. Please reach out and mock this man, please. Like I had a fucking choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to round nine, right? Yep. Yeah, you can start off round nine. No, I don't have anything that's going to hurt your feelings like that, okay? That's going to cut you so deep. You know, I, I don't have anything like that, but I do have something interesting. Are you going to be a homer and choose a patriot? Or are you going to choose a guy that you in particular are high on? Are you going to go Nikhil Harry or MVS? Oh, MVS, all D-A-Y. I'm taking all the Valdez feeling I can because he's going to be the locked and loaded number two in an Aaron Rodgers offense. And with everything going on with the New England receivers, I don't know if Nikhil Harry is going to get all that much playing time. He's not going to match the playing time of Valdez Scanling. I know that for sure. Like Valdez Scanling is going to be on the field at all times. I don't know. I don't think Nikhil Harry is going to be on the field as much. And because of that, I'm going the upside of MVS in the Aaron Rodgers offense. I 100% disagree. What Patriot receivers? What Patriot receivers are going to keep Harry off the field right now? We have nobody. There's nobody there. The, the, all the hype out of Pat, Pat's camp right now is like undrafted free agent rookie receivers that are making a splash because we don't have anybody else. We have Nikhil Harry and Philip Dorsett. That's pretty much our receiving core right now. Inman. We have Inman too. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. I'm going Harry and it's because he's going to be on the field. He's going to be the clean cut number two receiver in a Tom Brady offense. That's why I'm going to kill Harry over MBS. I love MBS. I like him a lot. But these guys are going very, very close. Harry is it's showing nine, the 9-3, and MVS is the 9-5. So Harry's getting picked a couple picks before him. And I think that's the right call. I would go and kill Harry. And he's a rookie. He's a big body receiver. Great hands. Yeah, when's the last time Brady had somebody like this? At receiver. I, I, will lo- I love it. Uh, let me ask you this, though. Do you... Do you see this scenario where Edelman is always going to be the one, right? So do you see a scenario where Edelman's the one, Josh Gordon comes back from his suspension, and Demarius Thomas comes back healthy from that ACL? I, I can see that, but here's the thing. 
Demarius Thomas is like 33, coming off an Achilles. So there's no guarantee there. And there's zero news about Gordon getting reinstated yet. So where we stand right now, we have a very promising rookie with a ton of potential and upside versus two guys that are on the field. So right now, I think Nikhil Harry is primed to be a go-to target for Tom Brady. And just a little note too, when, when I when I went to training camp, uh, there was a point in practice where Brady and, and Nikhil Harry went to the other field and were practicing just by themselves. So that you like you know how the Patriots offense works. When they get a new piece that's gonna be a, an integral part of their offense, they, they just practice and practice and practice everything with that individual. So the fact that Brady had Nikhil on the on the side and he was practicing with him individually. Yeah, they're going to be getting this kid the ball a lot, especially in the red zone. Yeah, that that is interesting. I, I didn't know that, and I know how New England does it. I mean, you'd always see, like, Brady and Gronk working together on, like, the other side, and you can see them, like, running routes to to get up to game speed. So if they're doing that with Nikhil Harry, I mean, that is promising. But I'm just I'm just want to let you know and the listeners know that they're, we're all expecting Josh Gordon to come back at some point. When he does, Nikhil Harry's not going to play over him. So that's just something to keep an eye on because Josh Gordon could really uh, muck up the wide receiver core for New England. Now, we are entering... Oh, no, I haven't gone yet for round nine, did I? You have not. Okay. Do you you want another ugly one? Sure. Okay. AJ, do you want to complete the Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay backfield with Peyton Barber? Or do you want to go with the 100-year-old LaShawn McCoy? Wow, these are real gross. These are real gross. Um, I'll well, tell the- you what, you keep you, I'll tell you what, you keep them both and I'll just take Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, out of those two, I would I would probably go McCoy just because just McCoy's drive to to be the best. I know he's not, and he's aging, but he just wants it more than a lot of running backs. Peyton Barber's going to lose his job to Ronald Jones. That's who, that, that's who we're talking about now. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the old man. You know what? LaShawn McCoy has given me a lot of good fantasy seasons in his career. So I got love for that man, okay? He's got a special place in my heart. All right. I'll go McCoy here. Hmm, I don't know. I, I really don't like either of them, but I guess you could say McCoy's the starter today, but we all know the Bills' offense is going to suck. The Bills are always going to suck. And LaShawn McCoy was absolute hot trash last year. Let's just say this, though. All right, I, I know he's at the point in his career. He's been at the point in his career where he's on the decline. But nobody that plays fantasy football or watches football can deny the fact that McCoy had the filthiest moves when he was in his prime. That dude's jukes was, they were like next level, like Barry Sanders type level of, of moves that dude had. So just out of that, just the memories alone of this man just breaking everybody's ankles, I get that respect to pick him over Peyton Barber. The problem is, is now, yeah, he did earn the nickname Shady McCoy because he was so elusive. 
But that was like 10 years ago. <laughs> he's, he's not exactly juking people anymore. Listen, everybody gets old, okay? He just he just hit the wall. He hit the wall. Honestly, and that, I mean, they get the rookie Singletary. I think Singletary is going to eventually take that job. But Frank Gore, yeah, I was watching uh, Inside Training Camp yesterday. And Frank Gore was talking about him and, him and Shady. They just they're making each other better by just competing. Like that's gonna be a gross, a gross committee. You got Frank Gore who's like 106, and you got McCoy who's like 99. <laughs> like they have like the two oldest backs in the league playing playing on the same team, just taking turns. So, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be weird to watch. Yeah, but we're not talking about Madden uh, Madden ratings. Like we're talking about age. Those motherfuckers are ancient. Yeah, they're old. Okay, so we're going into the tenth and final round. So uh, I'll, I'll you kick this one off, and then I'll close it out. All right. Well, out of all the questions I asked you, this one right here, this one's gonna really. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested. Don't make me now, do it. Would you take Jameis Winston? I knew it. Over. The GOAT himself. I knew it. Tom Brady. I knew this was coming. I knew this is where you were going. I've been waiting all show for this one. Ladies and gentlemen at home. It's come to that point now where... Alright, this is the game we love. Yeah. But you have to... You have to ask yourself one question. What kind of fantasy player are you? Are you a conservative player or are you a risky player? If you're conservative, you go Tom Brady. Tom Brady will give you solid production, game in, game out. He's he's not going to get you those weak winning numbers. He's not going to put up like the Mahomes 40-burger. But he's not going to kill you with like a five and get fucking benched. Tom Brady will never get benched. Unless they're blowing a team out. But, but, I am so high on Tampa Bay weapons with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And with the new head coach coming in, uh, give, give me, give me flaming Jameis Winston. Oh my God. Hold on, hold on. Now, Jameis Winston is going to be throwing it a fucking ton. An absolute ton. I think Sony is going to run a lot. Sony Michelle is twice the running back Ronald Jones is, and you can't even talk about Peyton Barber in the same breath. So I think New England is going with more the, the ground and pound, manage the game, build the lead, and coast. And I think they're going to build leads and coasts pretty much all year because the Patriots have a pretty easy schedule, in my opinion. Tampa Bay is going to be in shootouts every single game because they have a trash defense and a high-powered offense. So give me the quarterback that is going to be slinging it all over the field, and there's no there's no Fitzpatrick behind him anymore. I think this is the year with Bruce Arians. I believe that Jameis Winston is not going to get benched. I think this is the year they want Jameis to prove himself, and they're going to let him play through his mistakes. So I think Jameis Winston, at this point in the draft, this late, like I said, these are backups. This is 10th round. These are probably going to be your your QB2s. 
give me the upside of Winston over the safety of Brady because I think Winston has the potential to have those weak winning those weak winning games and Tom Brady I think he'll just get you like those the solid numbers I'm a risky player I'm taking Jameis ladies and gentlemen you've just heard a lifelong New England Patriot fan choose Jameis Winston over Tom Brady I'm not surprised. And I'm not surprised at all. I feel dirty. I feel like I need to apologize. But I'm just saying, fantasy-wise, I mean, you gotta you gotta keep your heart out of it sometimes and you gotta go with the better play. I think James Winston's gonna be the better fantasy quarterback. Not real quarterback. You're telling me you have a two-minute drive to win the Super Bowl. I mean, Jameis Winston, he can watch that game from his couch because that's Tom Brady time. But if we're talking fantasy-wise, like the game we love and play where Blake Bortles can be a top-10 quarterback, where fucking Josh Allen could have like six weeks in a row of being a top-five quarterback in fantasy football, I'm going to go Jameis Winston. I'd still go Tom Brady. And I'm not even being just a homer. I'm still going Brady. I don't want Jameis on my team. I just don't. I mean, I get what you're saying. You know, the the Buccaneers offense is on the rise. Bruce Arians, you know, this it, that's that's all cool. But it's Tom Brady. The guy's four. He's gonna be forty. Actually, you know what? Technically, right now it's Tom Brady's birthday. So happy birthday to the goat. Okay, forty two years old. The guy still finds a way to have a chip on his shoulder. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. I think he is gonna. I think he's going to show a lot of people that he's still a damn... Obviously, he's a damn good quarterback. He just won his goddamn sixth ring. But fantasy-wise, I think I think his ADP is a joke. He's getting taken in the 10th round. The 10th round. Uh, I'm not I'm not buying it. I do agree it's going to be a heavy Sony Michelle year. I think he's going to have... A, Sony's going to go off. And as long as he stays healthy, we're going to be a run-first team. But, I mean... We we got Nikhil Harry now, right? We could be getting Josh Gordon back. Uh, ben, uh, people aren't talking about him because he maybe because he's suspended. Uh, people probably aren't that high on him. But another player that Brady was working with a lot in, in individual drills off to the side was Ben Watson. Now Ben Watson suspended the first four games. Ben Watson's a pretty damn good tight end still. So people aren't even talking about Ben Watson. So we we do have some weapons. James White. He's always a weapon. Rex Burkhead is a weapon from the backfield. Brady quietly has a lot of a lot of weapons around him. Just they just happen to be hurt right now. Or suspended. So I'm not worried about Brady. I can't ever imagine taking Winston over Brady. And honestly, the only reason I did this question for you is because I want you to lose sleep tonight. I want you to toss and turn in your bed sweating that you picked Jameis Winston. You're gonna wake up. You're going to wake up from a dream. Tom Brady's going to be looking down at you. And you know what? He's not even going to say anything. He's going to have all six of his rings on. And he's just going to be shaking his head in disgust just looking at you. And you're going to wake up. And you're going to curl up in a ball. And you're going to roll over. And you're going to be like, you know what? I drafted James once. Well, when that, <clears throat> when that happens, I'll give you a call. Because you chose my 
running back, and you took Ronald, uh, Ronald Jones. So we're in this boat together, fucker. I'm bringing you with me. Now let's get let's get to the tenth round, and then we'll close out the show. So uh, you gave me my tenth. Now it's my turn to give you yours. I'm gonna give you. You can either have the brand new car smell with DK Metcalf. Or you can go with like the old reliable four cylinder with great gas mileage and Emmanuel Sanders. That's funny because I actually had a secondary 10th round question for you. And it involved DK Metcalf. It did not involve Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I kind of like Emmanuel Sanders this year, even coming off the injury. Desaney looks explosive. Desaney looks good. Joe Flacco, I, I think, is the type of quarterback that will get Sanders back, you know, into fantasy's good graces. I think he's going to put up decent numbers. But there's just something about Seattle loving to throw to big-bodied receivers. And there's really nobody bigger than uh, D.K. Metcalf. So I, I think... I'm going to go Metcalf just based on the fact that he's young. He's a rookie. He's kind of an unknown, but there's a ton of potential. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Metcalf. Yeah. And I thought that was an interesting one because if Emmanuel Sanders comes back and he's 100% healthy, then there's no doubt about it that Emmanuel Sanders is going to absolutely massacre DK Metcalf in statistics this year because Emmanuel Sanders He's a little on the older side. Yeah, he's coming off the injury, sure. But if he has his explosiveness, you already know he has sure hands and Flacco can rifle that thing down the field where he can go catch up to it. With Metcalf, for the same reasons why I said I don't like Russell Wilson, is that fucking Chris Carson. Chris Carson is going to have more rush attempts than uh, Wilson's going to have pass attempts. So anytime you can get in a situation like that, I take the I take the uh, wide receiver on an offense that's going to be slinging it over an offense that's totally content just sitting back and just doing a ground and pound and bleed the clock. Now, I do I do think DK will be a big potential uh, touchdown target. I think that's pretty safe to say because he's just a giant. But everything out of camp hasn't been that glowing. They're still saying he's pretty raw and like his, his routes could use some polishing. Now, I mean, if the kid just knows how to do a fade route and they're in the 10 zone, then that should be like cash money right there in the hand but until i see it uh i might i might take the vet and take the safety with emmanuel sanders as long as reports are saying that he's healthy which they are saying right now so you got anything else to add about the one through ten rounds or are you uh ready to sign off uh i think i'm ready to sign off one thing i do want to say is i think it's i think it's funny how there's a lot of rookie receivers this year in pretty good situations. But you notice that we're only talking about two of them? Pretty much Metcalf and Nikhil? Like, what about Hardman in KC? I think he's in a good situation. You know, like, I, I, like, I, I don't know. I think, I think there's going to be an unknown or somebody that nobody's thinking of right now. Some rookie receiver I think is going to blow up. And uh, I'm interested to see what it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's the exciting thing about fantasy is you can always bank that there's going to be like the free agent find. Like last year, there was a couple of them. You had the Nick Chubbs and the Philip Lindsay's emerge out of nowhere and they carried teams 
well into the playoffs, maybe some even won championships. And then obviously Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes was drafted a lot. He was just drafted really late. So I don't think anyone kind of picked him up off the wire. But there's always those guys you don't expect just to come out and just absolutely ball. That's why uh, I think it was really smart of you to take Ronald Jones in the eighth round. Yeah, right. I just threw up my mouth thinking about it. All right. Well, I'm going to leave you with that bad taste in your mouth, and we're going to get the hell out of here. So to all the listeners out there, thank you guys for tuning in and checking out another show. Make sure you guys are following us on all the social media platforms that we plugged in the beginning of the show. And remember to leave that five-star review on Apple Podcasts so you can enter in for your chance to win the Saquon Barkley autographed jersey. Uh, And also join the Facebook community because we're going to be posting the link to our next community mock draft. We're going to do that on Sunday. So if you guys want the link, make sure you guys are joining that Facebook community because those things fill up very fast. So you need to be you need to be ready to go as soon as that link goes up. So if you want a chance to be in it, make sure you guys are following our Facebook community. Yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, Mock Draft Sunday. I think this is the fifth one we've done in a row now. Pay attention for the link. Try to get in there. And uh, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. All right. So I'm your host, Mark. That's AJ. We will catch you guys over the weekend.